Tuesday night. Uh, welcome back to Late Game Heroics. Uh, I'd like to welcome my colleagues back. Joe, how you doing? Chilling, man. What you up to? Uh, we are one minute and ten seconds in the first quarter of the Lakers Golden State game. Golden State's up by three. Mr. Shea Keys, pretty sure you should be very happy after this weekend's events. What it do? What the business is. All right, we're going to get right into it, boys and girls. Uh, we'll hit uh, breaking news. Well, it'll be broke news by the time you hear this. Um, the MVP award just came out. Looks like Joel Embiid is going to take home the NBA's most valuable player award. I think uh, the Joker finished second. And I think this is the first time, this is notable, this is the first time since, I guess in a very long time, that LeBron wasn't even in the voting conversation. Really? Yeah, in fact, I'll... Uh, yeah, he didn't get one vote. Yep. Which I, yeah. Which I thought was, I thought was very weird. I'm trying to find the chart, because I dropped the chart in the... Uh, I- I, 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 got, I got the chart up right now. You got it up? Okay. Yeah. Just throw it in the chat. So, so, so all right, let me send that real quick. I mean, we knew we knew who the top three was. That was no surprise. My surprise was like, once you get past there, it gets kind of... Tatum got fourth. Yeah, Tatum got fourth. Shay Gildress Alexander got fifth. That's why I was like, that's kind of weird. It it drops off to just like names. But we gotta fill this roster out. Yeah. You got you got Donovan Mitchell, Sabonis, and yeah. Like, yeah, Sabonis, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler, De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Brunson, and Ja Morant. Yeah. Like Joel Embiid got 73 first place votes. Jokic got 15. So it wasn't like a, It wasn't as close as we thought it was going to be. It wasn't splitting hairs. Yeah. Uh, I know when we had we had a conversation about this what? About two months ago? A month ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seemed like it was going to be a lot closer. There was a lot of uh a lot of weird opinions out there. Opinions out there, you know. Shout out to Kendrick Perkins I mean, for pulling the race card. Uh, I mean, it was Embiid and Jokic, so maybe we could talk about the voters that voted Embiid third place. Who are these two? <laughs> who, are these, who are these two that voted Embiid third place? They live in. Uh... Does one live in Denver and the other one lives in Milwaukee? Like, yeah, they are, they're living in some some rural. Sound like some, sound like some Dabo do. Yeah, oh, that's definitely a Dabo thing. Um, so I, I have to ask this question because I feel like 
feel like this is warranted. Uh, does it seem like the NBA MVP has kind of lost a little bit of his luster in the last five years? Like, I feel like it was a it was a more nuanced and important conversation, you know, five years ago than it is now. It's, this I, I seems think, almost kind of matter of fact, you know. I think it was when I think the NBA MVP changed was in 2017 when they gave it to Westbrook. Honestly, what do you mean triple doubles? Yeah, I yeah. think I think. He had some crazy stats, but Oklahoma wasn't doing anything. But it was kind of like, it was almost like, ah, uh, Russ, it's kind of his time to win it. And then the next year, Harden won it. And it's like, ah, uh, he had crazy stats. I guess it's his turn. Like, it almost became... The value of the MVP changed, I think. Uh, I agree. I feel like um, I feel like people are more focused on winning the championship now. Like, I think they got they're to the point where they get the the accolades. Like, okay, yeah, I won this award, but I'd rather win a championship than win this award. I think it's I lost I think it's lost its appeal for a while now. Just like the All Star Game, when you just it almost becomes the norm where people just voting in their favorite person now. Well, so, yeah, I like you could like obviously NBA with Hall of Fame and awards. It's the other sports are so more scrutinized with who they're letting into these type of situations. Yeah, it's, it's like you got the you got the on one extreme you have the the NBA who's you know, who's Hall of Fame you know, while important they take everything into account like they literally say your entire basketball history you know not yeah, just your pro history goes into your your Hall of Fame, uh, your Hall of Fame thing, and then on the other extreme where it's just it's just too tight is kind of the the baseball Hall of Fame. The baseball Hall of Fame has gotten so bad that it's just like it's starting to kill us, kill like the fun of the sport because like we, eventually you got to put you got to put McGuire and, and Sosa and Bond like you can't ignore these guys like yeah yeah. But that's another story for another day. Um, I think the NFL, for the most part, handles their Hall of Fame the best. And yeah, in some ways, there's a few guys that I, I think should be in, and a few guys I think who shouldn't be in. Like I think the To thing that was silly. He should have been first ballot. Yeah, that was, Ster- that was a- Sterling Sharp should be in. Uh, I. <laughs> You know, as long as, and I, I think we we had this conversation about like the Hall of Fame and Hall of Hall of Very Good. It's just like uh, 
where do they put uh what's the name of the old Chargers quarterback? Uh Rivers. where do they put where do they put Phillip Rivers? Like Phillip Rivers can't go in the Hall of Fame. Like that's the that's the demarcation line. Like <laughs> you you can't be you can't be Phillip Rivers and go into the Hall of Fame. Then that's that's a problem. What are you doing? Sit down. Sorry, we we've had some we've had some incidents with the dog here today. But uh, and I, I think what what Keys is saying is is true. Uh, I do think that you know because these guys are getting a little older, and you know, I guess once once LeBron and Curry and a few of those other guys got to a certain point, they're just like, man, I don't give a shit about this MVP no more. You know, like I I checked that box. You know, even Durant the same way. Like once you check that box, it's like, what's the point? Like, why am I going to keep doing this? Because then you might end up in a situation where, uh, you know, the NBA voting media might screw you out of an MVP. Key example, right. like, look, and I love, I love Steve Nash, but one of those MVPs is Kobe's. Yeah. And I can make a case that one of Kobe's MVPs is Chris Paul's. But. Or Derrick Rose. That's that's an oh that's one that that's a fascinating case study. If if oh look Draymond are reacting fool. Um, <laughs> it's the thing about Draymond. It's not the it's not the initial thing. He always do something extra. Like he'll throw a, he'll throw an arm out or like an elbow or. Or push a knee up somewhere. Like, I don't, you know, like, you ain't got to do all that, man. Wait, what do he say? He's like, I'm not that flexible. <laughs> like, yes, you are. You, you're a professional NBA player. Like, you're flexible. You, you get paid millions of dollars to touch your toe. Shut up. Man, if you don't go take it, go to class. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm really getting thrown off by this, this uniform comedy. Are you guys watching this? I'm trying. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the, it's, you know, you know what it reminds me of when when Cleveland won a championship in 2016 and they had the black T-shirt jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's when LeBron was ripping his shirt because he couldn't move his arms, right? Yeah. I think yes. I think college and NBA went through that little phase where they're trying to wear the, the those 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 shirt like shirt jerseys. Yeah, and then they're just like, all right, it's uncomfortable for everybody. Throw this shit away. I mean, I don't know because Cleveland always brought brought out those like T-shirts in the big games. Yeah, y'all started it, uh, Joy Ohio State when they had Greg Oden. That, I think that's the year they brought them out. Those shirts. Well, uh, yeah, and then they tried to do like the Christmas, like that big Christmas commercial. Yeah, where well, they had like the the it was like the the Chicago red ones and then you had like the those blue and gold uh the Pelicans had one the Clippers had a, a ver- like a white red and blue yeah yeah and, but yeah this is definitely like Golden State looks like a like a really nice college team right now with this jersey combination okay. my bad you okay um So, what do you guys take of any of the, like, 
impressions from the first first couple of rounds here. Uh, we've had some, you know, we had a Minnesota knockoff. We had a uh, we had a collapse of uh, a Memphis collapse. We had a very young King. The Kings losing to Golden State reminded me of when you remember when uh, when this the, they were still they were still get coached by Mark Jackson but when they lost to the Clippers. And you kind of got the vibe that like the yeah. worm start the worm starting to turn here. Like this, yeah. this this might not happen too many other times. I'm kind of getting that vibe from that that Kings team. Like y'all y'all gonna be all right. No, I, I think I think I won't say it was like lightning in a bottle. I think they'll be back. Um, the West is very tough. I mean, but they have they have good young pieces. I don't think you can rely on Sabonis. Yeah. True. Sabonis still play more than Zion. <laughs> that too. I don't think you can rely on um yeah, definitely Zion. Like, I don't know. I think you rely on Zion in a new market. You know, I think you tried to you tried to bait me into that. That's what we like to call <laughs> a trap card, as Keys like to say. Yeah, trap that card. our friend our friend Michael likes to throw out sometimes. The trap card. You tried it. You tried a good job. Oh, uh, I think. Uh, I think there's some real questions about the future of that Milwaukee team. Yeah, I think they got a lot of questions of what's next. Yeah, because this is this is two years in a row. Uh, I would say not having Middleton last year really affected them in that Boston series, but this was just, you know. Yeah, I, I think this one was worse because you you have Middleton and Mahima. Um, I said Mahima. Miami doesn't even have Hero the series. Mahima. So they're, they're down a person and they beat them 4 1. Like, that's yes. this. There's going to be some changes in the offseason. What would you think of Giannis's, like, a loss is not a failure comment? I, I thought it was something that should be taught. Uh, Look, I I understand. I where, get what he's saying. Let me finish. Oh my bad. Point of view and how people are raised plays into account of this. This is one of those things that you hang in the locker room for your your elementary school and middle school and young high school players, you know. But as far as you know, like Keys had to remind me, you know, the internet. The internet don't give a damn. The internet's undefeated. They don't. They don't care. They're gonna take things as just you know what it is, and you know them not getting out the out the first round is in some ways a failure. Now, he made a good point, and I think a lot of times we we've become the other problem that we that's happened to us. We've become so obsessed with just ring culture that we don't take nuance to talk about other players if they don't have a ring. You know, we we only we only focus on the ring thing. Uh, 
and we view anybody else who don't have a ring as just like like your career just just didn't matter uh, and I understand the other side of it yeah your expectation the expectation of you is to get out of you know what I'm saying you were the number three the third best player in the league you should have you should have beat Miami yeah go ahead Jared. yeah I mean I, I, I would understand that comment more if this was if this was in the finals it's like hey this like it wasn't a failure type of thing but no you do have to live up to some expectations as a professional and like I understand like what he was saying like oh it's, it's not a failure but like it kind of is because like I'm sure at the beginning of the season they they talked about goals like what are your goals for this season I don't think their goals were like oh make the playoffs and then we'll see what happens I don't think that was their goal so if they weren't meeting their goals like you failed it's one of those perception reality things you know how do you see the glass do you see the glass half full but you see the glass half empty. Yeah, like I, and that's just how he that's how he contextualized the situation. Yeah, it's like do, do you, are you giving yourself a letter grade like ah, I guess we can give ourselves a C plus. It's like, well, maybe this class is pass or fail. I don't think he failed this season. I think I think I think if they could have asked him that question like about more so like expectation wise I think he would have agreed that they didn't meet their expectations yeah if they had a, if they had a mention of it like that that's I, I think agree. that's what it was but the guy was he put it out he was reaching basically he was trying to get that headline that says you know, Giannis says this season was a complete failure. He could put that as the headline. And Giannis, you know, calmly thought about it and said what he had to say. I, I ain't had a problem with what he said. Because he, he really was going to go for himself. Yeah, caught himself. I agree with him that. Yeah, I'm saying. Wait for him to catch myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually, I. I don't agree with him in the fact. I think Jordan failed all those other years. But he didn't meet expectations. You said Correct. it was past fail. No, well, not with Jordan. He failed. So the he second, failed. The, this, the, the, no, Jordan, the, the second greatest player ever in basketball failed. Joe, you better go somewhere with that. You go next subject, G. <laughs> next subject. Yeah. Right. Uh, any predictions for uh, this current round? Uh, I think uh, I think we saw we saw Harden rewind the clock uh, last night. We'll see what they look like if they get Embiid in any way, shape, or form. 
I also think that I also think there was some there was a lot of mental errors made by uh made by Boston, especially in those last three minutes. Uh there was that one play where I guess Boston thought they were gonna blow a whistle and they never blew the whistle and homie took it all the way back to the house. So yeah, anything, it yeah. was a bad pass anyway though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about Boston. I'm I'm a little worried about Phoenix though. I think I think Denver got something to prove. I think I think Jokic got something to prove. I think Denver is a hungry team and they're tired of the narrative. I think having Murray back is huge. Yes. It, it it gives it gives Jokic like a you know he's it's not just it's not just him you know look at this shit. look at this but, but 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 the fact that like Murray didn't play great game two and they were still able to overcome it it's not like uh like Denver has a very good roster. Like we, it's not like a situation where like, hey, if your superstar is terrible, you're doomed. It's like they have guys that can step up for those off nights. Yeah, and that's what you need. And, in the, and, that's what you need playoffs. And Chris Paul having an injury. Like it's well, it, Chris Paul right on time in the playoffs. <laughs> right when you right when you need him, he he gets hurt. This is. Hey, floor general, like we need you. Well, my groin's kind of tweaked. Hey. Yeah, say, in fact, it's like ESPN just heard us. They say the status is in doubt for game three and game four. For uh, Paul? Yep. Hey, y'all already went all the way to game four? <laughs> Yeah, they already they just they, they say Chris Paul status in doubt for game three and game four against the Nuggets. So I don't think we're gonna see Chris Paul for the rest of the year. I don't think we're gonna see him beat it for the rest of the year. Mm. What Skip and them was saying. What did Skip say? Skip said he had an insider that said he got a, a tear in his knee. Skip has zero insiders. If he got a tear in his knee, then it's oof. They said a small tear. But, but yeah. of course, they said it's a small tear on a big person, so it's, it's pretty bad. I wonder if him getting, and if suddenly, I wonder if him getting that MVP is the worst thing to happen. MVP curse for Madden, I mean, for uh, 2K? No, if he just if getting that MVP just kind of it kind of makes him kind of go exhale and kind of go, I got this level of satisfaction. Yeah, I kind of relax for the rest of the you know. I check. Can't nobody say I didn't play hard this year. I got the MVP. You know. Well, it's already rumors that uh oh boy going to the Rockets, back to the Rockets. Ooh, Dylan Brooks. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, look, if he played like if he played like he played last night, man, that was a man, that was some some vintage Harden. We'll see. 
Did, think, did you see, did, did you see the report uh, on Shamshrani put out that like Memphis does not want Dylan Brooks back? Yeah, yeah. And then I saw where uh, Brooks' agent called fucking Shams and put out that uh, Brooks had turned down a few contracts during the actual season. That's how you know. That's how you know the agent got a hold of the, the insider. It was like you gonna post, you gonna post this, or they're gonna be the problem. So, yeah. Uh, so Golden Golden State going on a little three barrage here. Steph hit two, Clay hit one, and then Jordan Poole just hit one, and they only up by three. Anthony Davis is playing great. What uh, what what time y'all got? I got three minutes and five seconds. No, I'm at three three oh nine right now. Yeah, I'm far behind. You you just said that Davis was playing great and he just got out rebound three times. <laughs> Look, he's he's the X factor in this series, man. If he can't stay healthy, man, it's he the X factor for the playoffs. You know, how did you how did you live as a fan? Like every time he falls to the ground and he like holds something. I, I try to tell I try to tell all my friends all my Laker friends I was like look bro the Anthony Davis experience is a fucking but there's there's t- there's times where he he would fall and hold himself and then he's fine but then there's times where he's hurt. like do you hold your breath do you set, do you just like do you put like a check on the bingo card like what do you do <laughs> the one thing you don't want to hear is oh he going to get x-rays because you're like oh shit <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anything else basketball-wise you guys want to want to talk about? Uh, I don't think I'm good. No, I'm good on ball. Good on ball. Good on ball. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So we're going to uh, let's see. I wish I had a timestamp. I ain't got a timestamp. So, let's see. That's just a visual indicator for me for the uh, thing. All right, so we're going to change subjects. We'll go into the the NFL draft. I will let the person whose team had the number one pick kind of start this off. Overall keys... What did you think about not just well your team in general, but just kind of the draft this year compared to normal years? Um, you talking about like watchability, or you just talking about my, for my team? How do I feel about their draft? Yeah, your team. I mean, you could go watchability. I mean, we had fun in the first round. Yeah, if y'all y'all wasn't around, we had a live stream for the first round, which was had a pretty good turnout for our first one. Um, but I <laughs> I, uh, the, I watched the first round and then um I basically just kept my phone on uh, DraftCast for the remainder rounds. Um, if something big came up, you know, uh. We talked about it. We'll send a link in our in our chat. 
Um, for Carolina wise, I thought Carolina had a a decent draft for the picks that they had. Uh, of course, I'm happy that we got Bryce Young. I said I would be happy whether we got Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, long as it wasn't nobody else. So, um, I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. Uh, we picked up a couple of linemen, um, defensive back. I know we picked up a safety. Um, we had, we had a decent draft. I think I saw that we had a, a B draft grade from, I think it was NFL.com or maybe ESPN. I say that would be fair, but I think the, the highlight of the draft was, uh, of course, Bryce Young being the number one pick and hopefully we have our franchise quarterback. I uh, overall, I thought this was a, I thought it was pretty interesting. A lot of trades. Uh, I think there was some bluffing by some teams. I'm very curious on how we look at this in in three years how we look at this drive because did you hear what Jim Mercer said did you do one of y'all hear what Jim Mercer said about which one he said if Indianapolis had no one overall pick they would have picked Richardson really um Jim Mercer's he you could call him like centric, kind of a little out there. I almost don't doubt that from him. I don't. He's he's the one of the few owners I kind of go, oh, he's not bluffing. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder what it, like I wonder what tape they are watching. Oh, Richardson. I, I guess if you kind of twist it and you take it into account, like maybe Florida didn't have the pieces to make him succeed, if you want to twist it that way. But that would that would be a lie because some of the if you go back and watch his highlights, it's, it was just it's, bad throws all over the place. It's it's very hot and cold with him. Yeah, I don't think a first-round pick should have the excuses of, like, not having wins. And I, I really do think that, like, they they consider him an experiment. But you don't go as a number four pick for, as an experiment. Like, it's just, that's still the, the surprise draft pick and, for me in the draft. And I'm 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 curious to know like how much their their coach had the influence in it coming from like Philly, the OC with Jalen Hurts like, hey if we did this with Jalen Hurts like, maybe this freak can do so so and so kind of thing. That's true. Uh, I thought. And I know the first the first night I was kind of down on them, uh, but I really looked at what what Detroit did, and 
You know what? Good on them for believing in somebody and kind of going with it, man. And like not going with whatever the the status quo of the book, whatever they believe. Look, Anthony Davis holding his damn hip and Winston. <laughs> I ain't even know. I ain't not even that Davis fan no more. Like I, you know, this is that was my life seven years. He, but he's not. He's not a. He's not a hater. He just he sees what's <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> But I, uh, I thought I thought it was fairly interesting uh, that you know they decided this is who they who they wanted. You know, I know there's this whole argument, and uh, I know other podcasts talk about it all the time. But like, I am sick of I am sick of the whole argument about oh you can't take you can't take a running back in the first round. I take whoever the fuck I want to take if it fits the, what my team need is. You know, oh, yeah. I could take whoever the hell I want to. Like, these draft. Oh, what about the value of this? You don't know who's what. That's why the that's why the draft is so interesting. There's yeah. Hall of Fame players that went undrafted. You know, for sure. Like, top. Like, if you talk about the draft and you want to have any like high expectations, you're like, oh well, Tom Brady, sixth round. Yeah, like, there you go. Right, cool. You know, <laughs> like, like it can. But the fact that like people think like, hey, maybe Dan Campbell and like his staff can't see some dogs, like that's 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 a, like that's, that's dumb. a team that's a team made of guys who are just dogs. Like the coach is a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like the coach is yeah, crazy. Like, <laughs> He's looking for crazy people like him. Yeah. Like you're not gonna take a linebacker from Iowa and like you don't think he can trend like oh talk about Iowa shout out Riley Moss cornerback third round <laughs> that's your cousin that's everyone's cousin right now that's it's everyone's cousin right now damn um well yeah I, I thought you know look if 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 Detroit believes in you know in homie for as they're they're running back in the future and they clearly did because they they traded Swift day two you know they got him out of there and they traded him you know they didn't they didn't give Swift a bad trade they traded him to a contender you know they didn't they didn't screw him over you know they didn't like do like uh like Belichick Belichick he'll trade you to the dark pit of hell you know <laughs> to the UFL. Do you know how many players Cleveland got that were like expatriates? A bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but 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 like cool. it's it's like um well people can like look at that and be like oh Detroit like maybe these guys getting paid millions of dollars might be playing chess and they see a couple moves ahead like if we do this then we can do that and then we do that like mm-hmm. cause and effect baby I, I will say the the outlook on the draft though for like almost like every team was positive you know, like they 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 grade them. It's like, oh, they they got an A. Like, 
it seemed like everyone like was saying everyone did great in the draft this year, which was weird. They didn't they didn't put like a fail on anyone. You wanna know why? Because there was no this was not a, a superstar heavy draft. Like this wasn't a big name heavy draft. Like other years where it's like, oh there's there's four, you know, outstanding like four can't miss defensive line uh prospects and five quarterbacks who all have you know who have significant winning records or or championships beneath them you know uh Mm -hmm. i think it forced i think it forced a lot of people to kind of dig in their draft you know dig in their draft guide and lean on their scouts uh you can kind of tell that because when that run on what was it uh let's see i'm looking at right now was it like the once Seattle got on the board and they picked your boy from Jackson State up from Ohio State, they instantly went to the the run on the one the run on wide receivers started. Yeah, it was like four in a row. Yeah, you can't tell me that that was in the plan. You can't tell me that wasn't that was in anybody's plan. No, that was that was like uh, scratch it. Yeah, like, scratch what we yeah. doing. We gotta you know, we might have somebody graded higher, but this is a need. I still don't. He might be good, but I still don't understand those A. Jones pick for Baltimore. Yeah. Lamar needs a big wide receiver with big hands. You need to go find a baby Terrell Owens, you know, that can just play across the middle of the field and just let him, you know, let mm-hmm. him do what he needs to do. And yet again, they got another five eight five nine wide receiver that's fast. Now, granted, Lamar gonna make it work either way, but man, you gotta help him, like help him do his thing, you know. Mm. But like, I'm just thinking about like the college game now. DK might have been an anomaly. Like, I'm just like trying to like picture the recruiting rankings like in my head we've gone to this super spread offense where it's just like it's speed 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 you know yeah it's 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 rarely a a it's six three six four guy anymore like it's almost like the best option in the offenses now are like six one 180 and you're moving yeah that's true but I, like, I know I, I get what you're saying. Like he kind of, but he definitely needs like a an alpha, like someone over six foot kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're gonna take, if you're gonna take Zay Flowers, you should have just took Jordan Addison out of USC. Well, I we think Jordan Addison is a way better route runner than Zay Flowers is, you know. Yeah. And now you got Zay Flowers up there with with Justin Jefferson. That's gonna be nasty. That's gonna be nasty. It'll be nice, but I also think the bullet in the cough and most college awards aren't indicative of success. Was Pittsburgh that successful the year he won the bullet in the cough? They had a good year, but they wasn't like was he better than Alave or Wilson? That's the question. Uh, mm. 
Is Jalen Hyatt better than Marvin Harrison Jr.? No, we know no. that. We know that though. That, yeah. God, the 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 pre-draft boards that this the the way too early draft boards coming out already are just salivating on like Marvin Harrison. That's gonna be have you have you seen the 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 take where um Arizona gets both of them? Yeah, because of the way their picks work out. Yeah. They give Houston and Arizona suck. They're going one and two. Yeah. That would be awesome to see. I mean, I'm gonna give you a wild card team that might be in that that bottom list. Tampa might be in that bottom list. Yeah. Tampa might be, you know, might be down there in the in the pit. Another pickup I liked. Uh, I like the uh, I like Kincaid for Boston, not Boston, but uh, for Buffalo. You can run, you can run him and Knox. You know, like I said, I always thought, always liked that two tight end system that that New England was running with uh, with Grunk and name redacted. You know, uh, I always liked that system, and I think they can run that up there in Buffalo, especially when it gets when it kind of gets a little colder. You know. You could have your tight ends in, and they can block and also pass catch. Yeah, I, 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 it's not going to not work for them. That, that was that was a good pickup. Um, I was going to go back to when we were talking about running backs. Would you think of Atlanta taking Bijan? I thought Bijan. If I thought there was two spots Bijan could have fell to. And that was either Atlanta at eight, or it would have been the Eagles at ten, because I felt like he would have really fit. He would have really been able to help Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, they are all in on Desmond Ritter, though, and I don't know if I'm all in on Desmond Ritter. Is all I'm saying. I'm not. I I haven't I haven't seen anything to convince me in his college film or what little pro game he has like that he's the guy now granted his tight end hasn't become what we thought he was going to be when he came out out of college but man oh not at all yeah we we thought he was going to be a world you know a world yeah. leader but but like I, I like the pick but like to what you were talking about that second pick I love that Philly's just like, hey, we're the we're the Philly Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this is the classic, like in the early two thousands, where cats would be like, hey, man, we're just gonna draft the whole Miami starting team. Mm. <laughs> we all of you, McGahee, all come on, come on through. Frank Gore, all come on. All of the 2021 the. When those Bulldogs won the championship, all the guys on defense are drafted, plus some role players. Yeah, that defense was a monster. That's why. Yeah. Um, but you know, but I think I think sometimes GMs like overthink it. It's like, hey, let's take the guys who won 
at the level below, like, let's take their pedigree, let's take their talent, and we can transition it. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, often equate the draft process to speed dating. Uh, and have you ever done speed dating? Has I have anyone not speed okay. dating. I'm still uh, looking for my local. I, I I did speed dating uh, a few times, and it's it's very much like, you know, which everyone, even though you know what you're you're saying, what you should be looking for, the first one that catches your interest, you know in a way other than the normal ones is the one that you start like leaning towards who, who, and so who makes the impression and where's the place that all the impressions get made it's senior bowl draft combine mm-hmm. because those are the two spots that they they'll start interviewing cat you know they'll start interviewing cat senior bowl weekend and then draft combine is the other one where they get them they get all of them in the room you know in indy in a in a steakhouse somewhere and they just fall in love. They fall in love. Indianapolis fell in love with Richardson over the course yeah. of the process. When the season ended, Richardson wasn't anywhere on their board. I guarantee you he wasn't. But then they started talking to him and started, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you get to know each, you know what I'm saying? Y'all both like romantic comedies and 70s movies, you know what I'm saying? And then next thing you know, you know, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the draft is all about, like, climbing and falling. Mm-hmm. And, like, you learn stuff, like... Now, now this is just hearsay, but Dewan Jones, who really showed out in the Senior Bowl, the, the, the right tackle from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Massive man. Like, six, eight... 370 I think that's, when he was playing that's that's just yeah like like they they called him Thanos <laughs> and and I guess during the process he kind of came off a little kind of like like a little condescending this, this and this is just reports like I don't I don't know any of this but and then also from senior bowl to not doing the combine to the interviews like like, i don't know how you would tell but they said like he kind of looked like he was gaining weight too so like impressions matter to go from a projected late first round to the browns picked him up in the fourth round but i think that's i think it's good it's good value for the browns but you have to have the guy that, like, yeah, he's not just in shape during season type of thing. I got you, man. The Sonic commercial just came on, and I really want some Sonic. And there's not a Sonic anywhere near me. No, I ain't got a Sonic. And then every time Keys go to South Carolina, I gotta hear about him going to Culver's, and I want to go to Culver's, and it's just, I ain't got nothing out here, man. I just got. Raggedy McDonald's. No, I, New Mexico. We next week we're getting our first um. Uh, what the fuck's that chicken joint? Chick Fil A. 
No, they only do strips. Are y'all getting the raisin canes? We're getting the canes next week. Prepare to be disappointed. Keys, are you there? Uh, Is he here? <laughs> this whole good food conversation he missed out on. No, but, I, I, I went to Canes a lot in um <laughs> when I was working in Denver. And uh, yeah, the, the the sauce is basically carrying them. The sauce and the toast, man. The sauce and the toast. Sauce and the toast, big dog. Like that's that's where we at. We in here. Just yeah, carrying, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we we still got Whataburger. Oh, Whataburger! I would kill for a Whataburger. Yeah, you know, I I would I would do unthinkable things for some Zaxby's right now. Man, never thought you'd miss uh old old P. Cola, huh? <laughs> oh, Pensacola, that was <laughs> that you, should never, you, you should never look at hindsight, but that was like the best three years of my life, food wise. <laughs> that was it. Oh man. Sometimes I'll wake up at about three in the morning and like I just have like one tear falling down my face and I'm just like, I want Hungry Howie's. Hungry Howie? I haven't heard the word Hungry Howie in in, in years. I have flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, you mean the crush is, the crust is Cajun? Oh man. Shout out to, shout because I know there's, there's people who listen to this podcast that we went that we were in Pensacola with. Shout out to shout out to y'all. Uh Hungry Howies. Uh what was the what was the place you used to, we all used to go to for like all the uh the command joints? Uh was it McGuire? Was McGuire? Irish yeah. Yeah. Yeah, McGuire. Yeah. yeah, shout out to McGuire's. <laughs> I would say on, on Pensacola <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. On Pensacola Beach, that, that place crabs. Yeah, that has the best calamari in the world. I have never found anything that's beat it. I got you. So, Hemingway's best appetizer menu. This man literally in, said, in the fifty states. This man literally said, "Hungry Howies, man." <laughs> oh, my. oh man, that's that's fascinating. All right, but uh, <laughs> back to the draft. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of falling, uh, let's talk about the one notable fall uh, in the draft, uh, and not Joey Porter. Do you see that Joey Porter, Joey Porter Jr., Joey Porter uh, clip that they that they showed? No, I didn't see it. He basically he basically hugged his son. He said, "Look, man, you did nothing wrong." He's like, "But this is this is the." He basically said, "This is your villain your villain origin story. This is this is you know." Don't forget this moment, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, he gets drafted by Pittsburgh literally the next day. You yeah, know. yeah. There, there's a thing to say about drafting. Like, oh, you're supposed to be a first pick, or you're supposed to be in the first round. Oh, but he fell to the second round. That's not. That's not 32 teams past you. That's what five, six teams that had a need. Like Will Levis, there's not 31 teams that said, "Oh, I don't want Will Levis." That's. But, 
when it comes to Levis, do you think that's a situation of sometimes we get in the draft process and there's always that one guy that they kind of they kind of over push you know what I'm saying a little bit and then everybody kind of comes back to earth kind of like 24 48 hours later uh I don't want to I don't want to call it like a there's a clarity thing that happens with these teams they kind of go why did I fall in love with this guy in the first place what the what the hell was I thinking why did I have a why did I have a a, a an A plus an A tier grade on this guy and I feel like that's how kind of how it felt when 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 the teams got together and you know Levis wasn't exactly Levis didn't exactly uh come off the board the first day you know no I mean there, there, there's like the you can call it the Mel Kuyper effect oh those guys those guys hold no responsibility they talk all this shit about teams you know they're no responsibility about anything. They're already on to the next draft. Yep. <laughs> That's what I told you. I want to go back and look at that 2020 draft. That 20 that 2020 draft, there's like they said there's like only 13 Pro Bowlers in that draft. Mm-hmm. I want to go look at that damn draft. Oof. Oh, no, but it's like um it, it it it's a need thing too. They were they were projecting that teams like Seattle and Oakland and just like other teams like Tennessee were like so desperate that they need this quarterback or their franchise is gonna crumble and just like well pump the brakes let's get a great player now and then maybe we can find a guy because there's always gonna be talent next like it's not as cut and dry as pick the quarterback or or just put a torch to your stadium yeah yeah um I I I uh I wonder I wonder why like why draft culture has gotten to the point of just like you got to take a quarterback and you can't take a running back and uh, like it become all these like weird rules that and i do think they're starting to infect some of these organizations as they as they start drafting it uh, it, it might be contract driven just because quarterbacks get crazy contracts running backs don't always get a second a second contract with their initial team well hell that's even more of a like, you know, Kansas City turned down the option on Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and rightfully so. He got outplayed by Isaiah Pachinko, but if he would have been good, you'd have had him five years at a reasonable contract, you know? Yeah. Well, I whatever. Um And it it's it's I think a lot of it could be the style of offenses they're playing, everyone's in a spread. Like, remember when we used to have different offensive styles and offensive like dictation, and you know, there was a spread. Some people ran a pistol. I remember when, you know, <laughs> sometimes it'd be first down, and you see the fullback on the field. Yeah, the air raid. 
Like if you if you brought a if you brought a, a true honest to goodness fullback out in the middle of a college game, how confused would the kids be? <laughs> if you just lined up in straight up power eye. Oh, like a true fullback and just yeah. like put the middle linebacker just on his ass. Yeah. He'd be thinking about that for weeks. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? You guys aren't you guys aren't built who's, to cover? <laughs> who, who's that guy? Um but as far as uh as far as that goes, uh Levis goes to Tennessee and he'll have a real shot. It looks like to to possibly start. I yeah. mean, they 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 said, they, they said Levin, Tennessee tried to move back up into the first late, but the other team didn't want to move back, like the the Kansas Cities and like like the yeah. teams like that. So I mean, essentially, you could say he 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 would like he was like a first round pick. But like he's top pick. He's what top thirty-five pick. Yeah. But I, th- they're. I don't think they're bringing him up with the attention of like waiting. True. I mean, this says a lot about the future of Malik Willis. Uh, I don't think they have a lot of hope in him. Oof, that's kind of bad. I think Derrick Henry could have a monster year this year if they're just that unsure about a quarterback. Well, and then they also drafted the running back out of Tulane. Now, what I didn't know about the running back out of Tulane was that he was basically missing ACL on one of his knees. Yeah, that was crazy. So how the fuck are you missing an ACL? Like, I was like, okay, that explains why he never broke out into the first round, <laughs> even though he was putting up these massive numbers at Tulane. <laughs> Can't tear your ACL if you don't got it. Uh, it's 73-73. Uh, I think Davis accidentally knocked the ball in for Golden State. Yep. I just saw that. <laughs> Dummy. Uh, um... Was there anything else you you kind of you kind of learned uh, about the rest of the rounds or uh, kind of playing certain teams had outside of Philly? Kind of just going, hey man, this is what I, we I, want. I, I I heard there was like a story like people were hate like saying like how Howie Roseman's getting too much credit. I think he's getting the the correct amount of credit. For like having great drafts and great trades. <laughs> like let's do drafting Bulldogs, trading for AJ Brown, trading for Swift, like Made that, could be that trade with New Orleans that became the tenth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Like Philly can be there for a long, long time in the NFC. And I think they, I think they're the team that told uh, Jalen Carter, "Hey man, if you're at ten, we're taking you." Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. 
trying to think of what else. What else we learned trap wise? Draft wise, there's a there was a couple of kickers taken in the draft. We'll see how that those turn out. I'm, I'm always like that's cool to get drafted. I'm just I just never know. Yeah, I, mean, I saw I saw a list today. The top ten. Um, women's collegiate NIL winners <laughs> out of the top 10 how many Three of them are from LSU four four, four if you consider there's, Haley yeah there's the three the three uh, the three basketball players and then the, the gymnast who hasn't won anything was somehow <laughs> putting up the most NIL money she's two million ahead of everyone yes but she doesn't win it <laughs> I mean, I get it. Oh, I don't get it. Oh, look, I, I think it's, it's just as simple as you think it is. <laughs> I can't overthink that kind of stuff. Oh, man. That's crazy. Like, four LSU? Yeah, I'm, I I think, I think, uh, and I would, the more impressive thing is, like, you know, none of them are, you know, the four, the four expensive ones. That none of them are uh, LSU men. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy for them. I'm looking forward to the start of the season. I definitely want to see what this team looks like. You know, because they, you know, she just committed. They're gonna, they're, they'll bring her in during the summer. I really want to see what they look like at the start of the season. Yeah, that that'll be interesting to see if they find their flow quick or if it takes time. And there's other teams in the SEC that are good. I mean, South Carolina's still there. Uh, Tennessee's still there. Like, they they didn't lay down, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they took their losses, but it's not like they're, you know. Uh, anything else NFL-wise that you you think is notable? Aaron Rodgers looks like he's having a good little start to his his jet, his Jets stint. It always th- starts off good when you get traded. Well, here here's what I've I've heard people think saying, and I I think it's true. There, he's not going to a team where he has to unlearn his Green Bay success. He's going with Hackett and they're going to have the same plays. And I, like Peyton Manning was talking about it when he went to to um, Denver with the fact that like they kind of let him almost dictate which plays they liked. They put in what plays they liked. Tom Brady didn't have success until they gave him control of the offense. Like he doesn't have a transition period where he has to unlearn things. Yeah. And 
being a master of his craft has what made him so successful like that's a strength that he just gets to focus on an offense that he's aware with Easy layup, man. Easy. Um, what is it? 78, 76. Yep. I got about 625 left in the quarter. So, uh, anything else? Uh, we didn't get the D hop trade like we thought we were going to get. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a few other trades that we thought we were going to get that just didn't, that didn't come to fruition. Um, outside of you know Aaron Rodgers um may I ask you as like the the New Orleans guy what's Michael Thomas's situation looking like right now he here he's squatting 530 pounds right now he's ready you know he always ready he's crazy him him and Alave they're gonna do something I am going to enjoy him a lot, and then they picked up that force, that Wake Forest uh, wide receiver. Uh, what's his name? Uh, At Perry or whatever. That's mm-hmm. gonna be nice. Oh, that's gonna be nice. Who's throwing it? Derek Carr. That could be nice. It could be nice. It could be nice. I want Drew Brees. All they they got is strawberry. (laughs) What strawberry? Uh, uh, So let's let's put a point. Let's put a bow on this one uh, tonight. Uh, Let's do another one in a couple of days. Ooh. Ooh. I got a question to ask you before we go. You think that in the NBA, the refs are a little bit more, a little bit too involved in the game? I think the refs are easy to manipulate. I think they're too, I think they're too emotional. I think refs in the NBA play a big part of the outcome so it kind of falls on the ref whether how involved they want to be but I mean if you're in in the game do you want to that's an it's, it's like an ego thing do you do you just want to be there or do you want to do you want to be a part of it man you're paying me a lot of money to not be a part of this Hey, are you are you paying me all this money to just not blow my whistle? Like, <laughs> I think they call too much of the wrong things and allow too much of the non-basketball things to happen. You know, like I have no idea what a travel is anymore. I don't know what a travel is. I don't know what a foul is. I don't, you know. I don't know what well, hand checking is well, anymore. Well, well, they'll show like a like a slow mo of a great play. I'm like, oh, he carried it. I don't think a carry is a thing anymore. 
it, it, it isn't. It isn't. I just, I just I laugh think, and just. Oof. Like, I think you can do whatever you want with the ball now. Oh, man. Oh. I'm trying to think of what else to cover. What else to cover? What else to cover? What else to cover? NHL playoffs going on. Yo, shout out to the Kraken. <laughs> All hail the motherfucking Kraken. The, the crack house was going crazy. <laughs> and man, the Bruins just blew it. Yeah, having the best season. Like when when Golden State had the best regular season ever, they lost it in the finals. Mm-hmm. You, you can't have the best regular season ever and lose in the first round. But I think that is what's great about hockey is that there were so many analysts like getting first round predictions wrong and like if you look at Vegas odds like the winning the favorite is not a crazy favorite which just allows it's like hey anything could happen in these playoffs hockey's not as easy as to predict as like hey I think George is gonna just like beat the shit out of TCU Oh, we're gonna see what happens when TCU goes to Death Valley and plays uh plays old uh Oh Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear uh, no, I don't wanna have this discourse. We'll wait till your friend gets on. We'll wait till your friend gets on, we'll have a whole we'll have a whole college a whole HBCU discourse because yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll was, talk about I, that one next time. Because I got some. I got some. Some questions to ask, and I need someone to clarify things about. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway. Uh, well, awesome, man. Good episode. <laughs> this is this is a fun episode. Uh, we'll wrap this up. We'll we'll jump back on again. How about man? We just the, the mic stay on, and just whenever you need us, we'll be here. You know. And we'll jump in here, put these headphones on and get it done. Uh for for Shakey's at Virginia Beach headquarters, Joey holding down the West Coast vert part of the uh the organization. Uh thank you guys and good night.